Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sports Show. We are in Square Gators on your Saturday morning with a very happy Dan Hibbard. Uh, of course, the reigning Premier of Melbourne, the side he supports with that Melbourne hat on his head, that they need an operation to get it off his head. I think it's the same hat that I met at the Shepparton Trots when I first met Dan about two years ago doing the broadcast of the Gold Cup. But they're top four and they're poised to pounce to defend their title, Dan. Good morning, Stats. Yes, very happy. It was a uh, pretty easy watch last night, particularly uh, the first half. It was uh, very much uh, an enjoyable uh, first half of footy. The second half was uh, was oh, still really good in terms of uh, their defensive work. I mean, it was the Brisbane probably did win the second half, I think, by a couple of goals, but uh, the damage was done and uh, they would they'd certainly put the cue in the rack, but it was... Uh, a really uh, important win, and look, more than that, it was the percentage. Like, you know, we've now made it a little bit harder for Sydney to get back to second spot. They're going to have to do a number on St Kilda. Um, so hopefully the Saints can put up a, a good fight uh, against them and uh, we can hold on to that second spot. And, I mean, the way it's looking, if Sydney do win, uh, regardless, we're going to be playing them uh, just depends on the venue, I guess, but uh, that's the way it's, it's shaping up. And uh, looks like Brisbane will potentially, uh, if results go the way that we uh, expect, they could be playing Richmond at the Gabba, and uh, that's probably not something they would be looking forward to. Well, I actually went down to the MCG last Sunday with a friend and watched Richmond against Hawthorne. I know Hawthorne aren't the side they've been, but gee, Richmond looked mm. ruthless. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Uh, and they're certainly coming into form at the right at the right time. So, uh, but yeah, really pleased with uh, with Melbourne. Um, you know, a couple of uh, late changes there, but no, that was uh, that was sublime. And I, I think you know, it, it is a, hard to draw a line in some respects because we've really had a number on Brisbane over the last little while. I think they put a stat up that we'd scored sixty goals to twenty five in the last fourteen or fifteen quarters that we'd played them. So. Quite ridiculous numbers, but uh, they just belt them, yeah, don't they? For do. some yeah, reason, don't know why. Don't know why, but um, and we've uh, you know we've. I, I learnt my lesson. I went for Brisbane last night at the Gabba on the opening bounce. The other two boys, the Aspen boys, they were brave. They went for Melbourne. I just said at the Gabba, I fought Brisbane and win. Only reason the venue, mm. but um, they were smacked, and they're kidding themselves. They, they are. I'm just totally off Brisbane. I don't care even if they get a double chance. There's no chance they of winning the grand final. Yeah, you couldn't possibly think that they're going to improve it in two weeks based on what they've done there. and, and the Too re- many plays yeah. in big games that just go missing. Yeah, and the defence was very, very disappointing last week. Uh, last night, considering that both sides had exactly the same amount of inside 50s and uh, they've got flogged by uh, you know, eight or nine goals. Now, before you go to the week that was in harness racing locally, we're going to be having a big look at that. Uh, meeting at Melton a little later on this evening as well, which is a nine-event program getting underway at uh, just after 6 o'clock this evening. Look, uh, during the week, they've had the York Carnival, and Duval Legend is now favourite for the Melbourne Cup, won at York during the week, and I think I might have saw the Melbourne Cup winner mm. this week. Quite possibly. I haven't seen it myself, but from what you've told me, 
off air. It seems fairly impressive, so it looks like uh, we could have a another international Raider looking to take the cup home. He's now favourite at about 10 to 1 right and I now. Just, and I think that you know, the, we st- our horses, our good ones are starting to come back now. And I know there's a couple of the scratch today after the... Uh, the wet weather uh, here in Melbourne, and there's a uh, pretty good weather up in Sydney, to be fair, which is, seems to be the opposite of everything else that's happened in the last three or four months. But uh, we'll get a, f- a feel of how our Australian horses are going in the next few weeks. And talking about Australian horses, the Yarrowa horse, Mr. Brightside, yeah. uh, got the win last week. He we did. had a bit of a push for that. We, we sort of, I was sort of umming and ahhing about him, but he was uh, he was super. He was really good. So uh, he'll be uh, he'll be competitive in uh, the good races going forward as well. And, of course, just uh, for those uh, that would uh, follow the racing a fair bit, uh, 927, the band up here, uh, of course, 1260am, it went down for nearly mm. 24 or so hours. Uh, we had no coverage of racing at all. Yeah, I picked I picked that up on the uh, in the car. I think at one stage I just flicked it over and it was it gone. gone and, yep. and then uh, I did see a tweet about it uh, on Twitter that it, uh, it was down and they were sending out the, the text to fix it up. I know sometimes it does drop out a little bit, you know, might drop out for, yeah. for four or five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it is, and then come back. But this was a you know, unforeseen thing that happened. So, um, you know, hopefully the, uh, the, the punters didn't, uh, didn't stress too much. You, you know, if you could pick it up on another dial, the 9.45, the Benigo one is, is not too bad. I know it's a bit scratchier as, as the further each to go, but uh, hopefully uh, everything's back to normal now and you can listen to the races and... Uh, throughout the throughout the course of the week, what the what was the week that was in harness racing, yeah, Dan? Likely, uh, pretty skinny, but uh, still some some winners are, were were found, and uh, we headed up to uh, to Swan Hill uh, last weekend. I think it was on uh, Sunday, yeah, Sunday night. Uh, Brett Bunfield took a Spencer up to win for, and Jordan Chibnall took the. Uh, took the acclaiming drivers, a dollar seventy-five favourite. Uh, was able to score a narrow victory. They went one fifty-five point three. Um, he's a nice type of horse. He's a five-year-old now, but he's uh, he's won a few races. Goes uh, goes nice enough. Um, he probably, I guess, he may have had a better record than what he's got. He's had thirteen starts and won four of them, but he's probably been a bit unlucky in a few more, and probably should have a few more wins on the board. But nonetheless. A good victory there on Sunday night at uh, Swan Hill. We then headed to uh, Shepparton on Wednesday night. So we had a, a nine race, a ten race car there at the uh, Postway on Wednesday. Ashford Street Secret was the winner of the first for Craig Turnbull and Matty Ray. Uh, this was uh, a really good, uh, a really good win. It came from off the speed. There wasn't, um, uh, it wasn't a, it was a quickly run race, and it had every uh, everything go its way in terms of the speed that was on given that it was drawn the second row. But Maddie was very uh, very calm and very, uh, you know, timed to run to perfection. She came down the outside. Final bow had the lovely sit behind the leader and uh, was well supported too, I might add, on fixed odds. But Ashford Secret over the top was able to score. They went 159.8. Good, tough performance. And uh, that's a couple of wins now in recent times for that horse. Pretty sublime won the second race for David Miles, leading all of the way. Uh, very nice run. Um, dictated turns once it found the lead and made it difficult for anything out the back. Uh, our artwork ran second. Havana ran into third, but the leader had a nice run out in front. They ripped home in uh, 56.9, so it was going to be always difficult for anything in the back to make up any ground there. Third race was won by Choose Reactor for Mick Carbone and young Lewis Emerson. He's second winner in the cart from 
about as many drives. I don't think he's had too many more than that, to be fair. Dollar eighty-five favourite. And he dictated and made it impossible for anything else to win. He went 64-7 the first half and then ran home in 56 flat. They were never going to catch it. $1.85 on the fixed odds. Another winner there. A second career winner for Lewis Emerson there. Ringer Russ won the fourth for Jan Murray and Taylor Yule taking the drive. was a $7 chance in a 158-mile rate. Had a lovely trip. Was able to uh, come down the outside and score. A pretty comfortable victory there. The next race, the fifth, was won by Heritage Lady, who was the favourite for Craig and Abby Turnbull. Stable continuing to run very, very well at the moment. $2.10 led all the way, 155.9. She's probably better off, you know, driven with a, a sit where she can uh, use that sprint. It was only a very narrow victory in the end by neck, but uh, if she uh, gets uh, is sitting off a speed, she can really rip home, but uh, nonetheless, she was able to lead and win on Wednesday. Regal Breeze was the next winner for Julie Douglas and Jack Law, leading all of the way. Had to do a fair bit of work in the early part, but once it found the front was too strong, $3 on the tote, 159.3. Take It Down was the winner of the decks for Wayne Potter, and Nathan Jack was the favourite. Another one that did a little bit of work early, but did find the lead and was too strong, 159.4. Songreal won the trot for Marie and John Caldo, $3.60 favourite. Very consistent type of horse, came off the 10-metre handicap to win 24.2. Lethal Lover won the ninth for uh, Susan Hunter and Rodney Lakey taking the drive, was the $4 chance, and uh, knocked off the odds on favourite. They went 158.7, and the last was won by Sting of a Wasp for Chris Angove and Jack Law taking the drive. Short price favourite, $1.35, and was able to lead and win. They went to 4.7. The next one, we go to Wagga on Friday. There was only a couple of locals that went up. Russell Jack, though, took two up and got the Quinella in the eighth race with Wendy's Wish and Animal. Animal was the uh, more preferred horse in the market. It was able to lead, uh, work to the lead. Wendy's Wish was the stable mate which led and then handed up to it. There was enough tempo on that this uh, filly was able to, <coughs> pardon me, get over the top and score. It was returning from uh, returning from a spell. Uh, it hadn't raced since February when it was uh, down the track at Albury and uh, returned to the track on Friday. It was a pretty well, desp- well not a s- despised outsider, but it was a $14, ch- uh, $14 chance, or oh, $16 chance, I should say, on the tote. Uh, it's only had uh, five starts for two wins now, so she's got a nice record, but uh, might have slipped under the guard of most punters there at Wagga on Friday. Then uh, Bendigo uh, last night also. Good winner here. This was I, I saw this race live because I was actually calling the uh, the Greyhounds the last couple of races at the Greyhounds, and you get a lovely view of the, uh, the, the runners as they come around the home turn from about the 400-metre mark to the top of the straight. You get a lovely view from the Greyhound calling box. And this horse was going to win this race a very long way out. And it's Iron Bobby for Eddie Tapp. Um, it was sitting back in the field. He's a big horse. He does have a, to cover a fair bit of ground. But he was able to pull it out. And he could just see him loping around the outside. And he absolutely accelerated away from the opposition. And put them to bed. Turning for home. They went 2-2.1. 60.5 the last half. They went pretty steady fractions the whole way around in that race. It wasn't. Uh, they didn't really... Uh, tap the brakes at any point but uh, I'm Bobby, he's had 22 starts, he's won 3 of them and with 5 minor placings he's been certainly a, 
a bit of a project horse for Eddie. He's got a, a couple of nice trotters in the stable that have taken their time, but he's uh, been patient and he's been rewarded now with victories. And this was a good one by Bobby on Friday night. The uh, it was a good card there at uh, Bendigo last night. Plenty of uh, plenty of good winners throughout the the rest of the card. There wasn't any other locals that won though. But I'm Bobby was certainly very impressive there last night. So that's the uh, a, a wrap of the pretty skinny uh, local scene. There was a, obviously a meet, that good meeting at uh, Shep on uh, Wednesday, but uh, hopefully we can try and find some uh, more winners next week, and hopefully we might have uh, one of the locals to talk about. Uh, next week in uh, the champ Lock and Varado goes around tonight uh, at Melton on his return to the racetrack. Really interested to see that tonight as well. We'll take a break Dan, coming out the other side. We'll have a look at this big card at Melton this evening. We're back. The Tungamar Hotel is not just your everyday country pub. It's a Goulburn Valley institution. Established in 1891, the beautiful heritage-listed building is worth the visit alone. On the Silo Art Trail, the Tungamar Hotel offers quality lunch and dinners, eat in or take away, as well as accommodation, including some brand new ensuite rooms. It's family and dog-friendly as well as offers catering for all functions, including weddings and parties. Open seven days for lunch and dinner. Why not organise a group and Grab the courtesy bus. A Tungamar Hotel, more than just a country pub. 1FM sponsor. The Marupna Golf Club, home to the Goulburn Valley's only full-length driving range, and it's open to the public seven days a week. Yep, that's right. You don't need to be a member to use the driving range. But with some of the best value-for-money golf memberships on offer, why not take the plunge and join with unlimited golf all year round? Come and meet our PGA pro, Ben Weatherly. Need a lesson? Yep. Ben's got you covered there too. You're welcome here at the Friendly Club, the Marupna Golf Club. 1FM sponsor. At Outback Real Estate, we understand that to get the right deal, you need to have the right people surrounding you. We know you need the right advice and the right information, so we make the effort to ensure that both the vendors and buyers enjoy their real estate journey by providing a tailored service that's just right for you. Specialising in properties for agriculture and business, we provide services to commercial and residential developers. Visit our new website at outbackproperties.com.au. Outback Properties, where understanding real estate is our business. Station sponsor. You're tuned to Super Saturday Sport on 1FM, your one stop for all your sports news. You certainly are tuned into the Super Saturday Sports Show. You're in Square Gators with the voice of RSN, Dan Hibbard, on your Saturday morning. And, Dan, we're going to have a look at this big meeting at Melton this evening. The first gets underway one minute after 6 o'clock this evening. Nine-event card. There is a sprint lane in operation at Melton. And I see there's a couple of handy little group races there this evening. Yeah, I'm actually heading down to the, the trots there tonight. So looking forward to the night. There's some good races uh, the the Gold Sovereign, uh, the APG Gold Sovereign for the three-year-old fillies and the three-year-old Colts and Geldings, a couple of Group 3s. And uh, the Cool to Crown, the trotting race for the group, uh, group 3 as well. So some good races and some and we get to see a few, uh, you know, few top-liners return, as we mentioned just before the break. Lockerville Arts back at the races tonight. Uh, he's in a leg of the quaddy, so we'll get on to him shortly. And the other one that resumes tonight is in uh, race 3, number 8, Catch a Wave, who... Has been, uh, he's had a bit of a, a, a rap on him for, well, more than a rap. I mean, he's been touted as a, a potential star for a long time. And I think Andy Gass been pretty uh, bullish in uh, every, every time he's spoken about this horse, how good he uh, potentially is. When you've got a record of 10 starts for nine wins and you've bankrolled just under 300,000, uh, would suggest that you've got a fair bit of uh, a fair bit of ability. So 
Look, he um, he's returning tonight in race three, and yeah, he's not a certainly not a betting proposition. There's no way in the world he is that. He'll um, uh, he's obviously looking at the Derby uh, as he's probably his big aim, uh, but he's uh, he's just worth watching. He's going to have to do a little bit tricky from the inside of the second row draw, but he'll be uh, just just watch that race. Just really watch. He's a lovely horse to watch. He's a bit uh, all over the place at times, but he's a beautiful horse to watch nonetheless. The um, the multi tonight sort of spread it out over a couple of races early and then late in the night, unfortunately. But uh, we'll see how we go anyway. I just uh, there's a couple of shorties in uh, the early races or in the third race in particular, which I thought was a little bit tricky. And the first race itself was, uh, I thought, was a little bit harder to... A bit of a raffle, too, particularly when you've got an odds-on favourite and it's first up, drawn the second race. So I thought I won't uh, get involved in that one. I've gone with the first thing, the Molly in race two, number five. She's a pleasure for David Aiken and Chris Alpha taking the drive. This um, this mare has been in uh, really good form for since joining the David Aiken stable. Um won three races at least probably could have won a few more uh stepping up in, took on the high grade last night was stepped up in real you know against the real elite ones ran fifth dropping back in class here look it it's got probably got enough gate speed to find the front if it does that i think it's just going to be really hard to beat so race two number five the first leg of the multi the second leg i ended up going race number nine number two pull the other leg for andy and kate gath now it's having its first run from New Zealand, and it really strikes a, a, a really winnable race. I mean, this is not a strong race by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, drawn barrier two. It is odds on, but I just the, the way I look at the race, I just think it, everything just maps that it suggests it's going to be really hard to beat. There's no, uh, no absolute guns in this race by uh, any means. So the multi tonight is race, five, uh, race two number five into race nine number two and you'll get around the four dollar thirty four dollar forty mark for uh, for the multi tonight at melton yeah i got four dollar fifty powered up dan took it for two dollars yep, yep not a bad uh, play just to keep an interest there now the quaddy tonight now there's there's probably a couple of options you can do with the quaddy tonight it's um the first thing i found really difficult to sort of narrow down any um i went one five eight and nine all Shook Up's been racing really well. Uh, gets the perfect draw for it. Obviously up a little bit in class, but it's been racing very, very consistently. So I had to throw it in from the pole. So Extra was one that we mentioned last week. Ran second. I think it can keep on improving. Drawn Barrier 5 will need a little bit of luck. And then the two off the back row. I've gone Blitzen, who's the $2.20 favourite. He was a Derby Heat winner. Um, he's just got to draw, deal with that inside second row draw. But in saying that, if all shook up, happened to lead, and it was on its helmet, then it uh, you know makes it a, a different race altogether. The other one to throw in is Sanday, who was a good winner two runs ago. Didn't have a great deal of luck last time. The Barry draw probably doesn't help it, but I think it might uh, if he gets the right sort of run in transit can run over the top. And I notice it's been a little bit of specking for it. It's been about nineteens into fourteens on the fixed odds. So. Tricky first leg of the quaddy. I went one five eight and nine uh, with no great confidence in it. To be fair, with any of the runners, to be fair, but it gets a little bit skinnier after. Well, I think it could potentially get a bit skinnier after that. Second leg, I've gone two one only interest free. Just maps that it's just going to lead. Um, he's goes very well. He's a really really good horse. He's uh, probably not at the absolute elite end of the three year olds, but he's you know on that next rung under. 
um, and I think he just leads and probably just wins. So two one out in the um, in the second leg, the third leg. This is the this is where it gets a little bit a uh, little bit tricky. I, it, it, my heart says just take the eleven one out and uh, deal with uh, deal with it whatever happens. But uh, my head's saying you've got to have some insurance. So I've gone three, five, six, seven, and eleven. Uh, Bonsell Benjamin probably gets a good draw where he's going to be able to lead. Now he's probably not racing as well as he did when he won the Inter Dominion, but he gets a decent draw for once, and if he uses it to advantage, he can be right in the play. Reactor now is going better than his form suggests. He's and he's been uh, specked at the fixed odds. He's been forty to one into about seventeen. Six Torrid Saint probably needs a better draw, but he's going too well to leave out. Same with Tango Tara. And then uh, your Lock and Vara, who's first up. Um, Nathan Jack's basically come out on uh, on uh, one of the podcasts and said it's de- he's declared it that he'll just win. And look, he's got class on his side by a long, long way against some of this opposition. But and that's the thing; it's the the but. He's his first up. Uh, he's had a couple of good trials. Uh, look, I think he can win, but don't get me wrong, I think he can win, but is, is he just a one-out proposition in this league of the quarter? I don't know. I'd rather have a little bit of insurance and just take a few extras just to just to, uh, just to to cover yourself. And he could come out and win by 20 metres, and I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, he is first up, and I just want to see, uh, see him go well uh, as a result of that. The last league of the quarter, I've gone one out here, and the reason is... I mentioned this last time. Uh, Chris Alford was on Twitter and said, "Why? What about Aldebaran Zeus in the Inter Dominion?" And he came out and won first up brilliantly, and I think he'll do it again. So number nine in race eight, the last leg of the quarter, he won out. I think he's a very, very nice horse. That is a standing start race too, but I think he is the horse to beat. So I've done a couple of quaddies. I've gone the first leg one five eight nine into two only into three five six seven eleven into nine only, that'll cost you $20 for 100%. But look, if you wanted to go one, five, eight, nine in the first league, into two, into 11, into nine, I wouldn't hold that against you either. Um, I just think that first league's really tricky, but really looking forward, I'm actually looking forward to being down there tonight, see a couple of these really good horses go around, and in particular, Lock and Barat. I think uh, it'll be a thrill just to see him go around again, uh, and hopefully he gets uh, the right sort of luck and he can win, but... Um, it's uh, yeah. We'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see because I, I wouldn't want to be jumping in at the dollar fifty. Uh, five dollars will get you twenty five percent of that quaddy. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. No worries, Dan. Now the first Group One of the season. Caesars at Randwick today for the uh, Old Warwick Stakes. They've now renamed it the Wink Stakes. Of course, uh, the Bonnie Mare herself Winks won it three times. Um, acknowledge it was a really really good race horse. Uh, Probably one of the best, but not the greatest. Bruce McAvaney, if you're listening on fm985.com.au, would you stop saying that, please? But um, look at the return of Animo. Uh, of course, last year's winner, Mawunga, um, fangirl in race eight today. Duas is one of the Melbourne Cup uh, favourites for this year. And scratched, I think. Duas has been scratched. It's out, Duras. It's okay. the one that has been scratched, yeah. I didn't see yeah, that. Thank, only just thanks to the update, I Dan. heard that on the, on the way in that they'd scratched it. I think there was a bit of a uh, irregular heartbeat was the word that I was, was said. So he has come out of that race this afternoon. Yeah, you're right, too. The only scratching has come out. Fangirl's another one in the race. Profondo uh, adds interest as well. It's a ripping edition of the Wing Stakes. 
It is. Uh, all, I'm, all I keep hearing is that Animo is just going to win. Um, the trial form suggests that he's going very well. Um, you know, he he's to me he's a bit of a well, he's not a flat track bully, but he's a bit of a non-winner. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a, a gunner horse, and I, I, I think you know people jumped on him. Uh, after he won, I think it was the Randwick Guineas or the Rose Hill Guineas, and sort of said, "Oh, he's just going to be really hard to beat in the uh, in the Cox Plate." And I think some one of the trainers, I think it might have been uh, Mick Price, come out and said, "Well, he, he's all he's beaten. He won the Guineas by seven lengths, but all he beat was a heap of you know seventy five rating horses." So um, you know, it's been it's I, I think he he's going to be really hard to beat. I'm, the thing with it is, I don't think there's anything that sort of stands out from the rest of them. They're all nice horses. Don't get me wrong. But there's nothing that sort of stands out that uh, for me that's going to make a threat to him. He, he the good thing about him, he does race pretty well fresh, so that's what he's got in his side. I'm but, I'm on it today because of a fresh form. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, as the the campaign goes on, is where you probably want to be steering clear of him. So race eight, number three, Animo for us today up there at Ramwick. The uh, of course, the old Warwick Stakes have now renamed it the Wink Stakes. Of course, Wink's won it three times. Very elegant last year's Melbourne Cup winner. Won it a couple of years ago back in 2020. Not forgetting uh, Mawunga is in the race of, as well. Last year's winner, number one there in race eight today. As we'll have a look at Mooney Valley. Love Mooney Valley. Thinking of buying a summer membership there, to be honest. And uh, we've got, of course... Uh, Today there at the Valley. The Carlisle Stakes. The Carlisle yeah, Stakes. It's, uh, I think there's a couple of scratchings. I think a few horses have gone up to Sydney instead of running in that race. But, uh, yeah, well, it's been decimated by scratchings, to be fair. And we've got this thing from South Australia, extremely lucky. Yeah. Uh, race 8, number 4, that they're coming out of trees, not only to back but tip. Yeah, I think it's going to be really hard to beat. Now there's a lot of scratchings in that race. He's going to be really hard to beat. But uh, I wouldn't uh, jump off Maliva, who was a good winner first up on a heavy at Caulfield either. I've taken extremely lucky today. I know there's no spoils, but look, I got 320, but there's going to be deductions, deductions for that. Yeah, but for sure. um, uh, yeah, look, it's still even money, and I think it's a, a good price. Um, Will Clarkson doesn't bring him to Melbourne uh, if he doesn't think they're going to win. No, that's exactly right. No worries, Dan. Well, that's it. That's a wrap for Square Gators, and we'll do it all again next week. We shall. I'll see you then. No worries. That was Dan Hibbard. Of course, the voice of RSN Square Gators. Let's hope we can jag the Mouldy and the Quaddy uh, for next week as well for something to boast about here at 1FM 98.5 Live and Live. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.